This episode of the Brap Talk Motorcycle Podcast is brought to you by AGV Helmets and the new AGV K6. What you need and what you want in a motorcycle helmet. Hello, my fellow Brappentonians, and welcome to Brap Talk. This is a weekly podcast where we discuss the happenings of the motorcycle industry. I am your host, Jensen Bueller of Asphalt and Rubber, and joining me on this two-wheeled adventure, the cookie monster to my heart, Mr. Shaheen Alvandi! B is for brapping, and that's good enough for me. <laughs> excellent, 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 excellent. <laughs> that, is, that is not bad at all for not discussing. Yeah. Before I mean, the show. We, we freestyle this every time. I don't think people understand that. Yeah. I mean, usually I mean, there's a laptop covering your your junk, but no. today I get to see when you get excited about something. No notes today. No pants, I'm no just laptop, over it. no nothing on you. I've been in Europe for three weeks. I'm fucking over it, Shane. I'm Welcome done. back. It's good to be back. It's uh, yeah. it's twelve forty four p.m., which to you is probably like ten p.m. Ten yeah. p.m. <laughs> I just, I literally, what, what did I land? What's today? Two Yesterday, days? last night, two days ago, two days ago. Yeah, I don't even know anymore. I just saw you like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And we had we high like, hopes of uh, recording while I was in Europe, and that really <laughs> didn't happen at all, did it? We tried it. We actually communicated, like, "Hey, you want to record tomorrow? Sure, let's record tomorrow." It got weird. Or so I'll my Airbnb didn't have internet. What? And then that that was a pain. You were in some old town, weren't you? No, like it was supposed to have internet, and then like it wasn't working, which is so Italian. And then they're like, "I'll just give you fifty euros off." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I could just not stay here." But now I'm already here, so <sighs> damn it to hell! This traveling thing is tiring. By the way, I really want our listeners to appreciate that you and I walked around each other for about 10 minutes without saying a word. Oh, it's so awkward. While we're setting up the It's the like podcast. mom and dad had a fight at the dinner table, and it's so <laughs> awkward. It's like, how's your Hawaiian food? That's really good. How was your ride over? It was fine. It was great. Here, let's see. <laughs> we ate cookies. That was the best part. We were eating cookies, just staring at each other, not saying a word. Crumbs just, being like, just coming cookie. out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah, it's really a tough cookie. Yeah, it's cowboy. <laughs> cowboy style from Safeway. <laughs> Yeah. If somebody was here, they'd be like, are you guys okay? Can we... Why aren't you talking? We have a lot to talk about. We don't want to spoil it yeah. by talking about it. That's our little rule. That's our I, thing. I think I've mentioned it before. Our little unwritten gentleman's g- agreement. You're welcome, dear listener. Uh-huh. We do this for you. The awkwardness between Jensen and Shaheen for 15 minutes. Oh, my goodness. We've got a lot to discuss. I think today we're going to discuss ICMA. Ooh. And the next show we'll discuss... The great European adventure. Euro trip 2019. And what you've been up to as well. Um, I've just been sitting at home crying, missing you. Well, we can talk about it. Well, we'll we'll, we'll save it and we'll talk about it. (laughs) I want to know about your feelings, your hopes, your dreams, your (laughs) desires. Uh, Shaheen, tell me what blew your mind at Icon. What was like the big unveil, the big release that got you excited to be a motorcyclist again? You know, it was a thing I wasn't even expecting to see. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that, that little goofy brand, Husqvarna, put out that 901. The Husqvarna, the Husqvarna. 901. I just saw spy photos of that just the other day, too. That, that, thing's, that thing's very real. I wasn't expecting that. That was your one, huh? That's that was the thing that kind of made me go, burr, burr. 
Because it's got like classic style, you know, that, that whole Dakar styling, which is prevalent nowadays for some reason, uh-huh. 20 years later. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. And, and I think the idea that it might have the 890 motor in it is kind of a yeah. hubba hubba moment for me. I like that they're putting the 890 in it because it helps differentiate it from the, the KTM 790, 790 yeah. adventure. Question I'm going to have is what, you know, what's the pricing going to be on the Norden? Oof. Because, you know, it, it seems like historically Husky puts out a bike that's similar to the KTM and it ends up being a 25% premium just yeah, for the hell of it. For no good reason. Yeah. And like looking at just the photos of this thing, this makes me think more of like a 790S, not an R. It doesn't seem quite as tall. It doesn't seem quite as aggressive. Um, they had it on like a like a pedestal, not a, not a pedestal, but um, it was set above the people, so it was really hard uh-huh. to get a sense for how tall it is because you right. can't stand right next to it. it. It looks like a big bike valve. Yeah, it doesn't look small. Yeah, it doesn't look super lightweight or anything. I don't know. There's something about its design that just made me go, "Well, that's neat." Well, that's good they say that because I definitely was standing there talking to some people, and they go, "Hey, what do you think of the what do you think of the bike?" And I'm like. Ah! like it yeah and he goes cool yeah i designed it oh <laughs> and i'm like cool yeah i'm gonna go figure out how to get my foot out of my mouth jensen making friends in the motorcycle industry one day at a time don't ask a question you don't want to hear the answer to <laughs> what do you think of that bike garbage yeah. i'm gonna go shoot myself <laughs> i just i struggle with the round headlight thing oh really and that's what really, i like about it yeah it really only works for me in like certain applications and certain looks like i quite like the vit in. Yeah. Don't quite like the spark plan. And this is like another foot down the road on the don't like it. Like, like I just, I don't know. I just, I just don't like the, the face of the bike. So the number two bike that made me go, ooh, was that other mm-hmm. uh, um, sort of concept bike? Can't tell if there's something in your eye. Oh, yeah. No, I, I mean, there is something in my eye, but I'm kind of just sitting here like waiting to see where you're going with oh. this. The the Scrambler X. The Scrambler uh, Desert X. Desert X. See, that on the other hand, I sit there and I'm like, yeah. I know, but you know, I did, and then I like stomped on the brakes real quick. I, I don't want it to have that air-cooled 1100 motor. I think that bike, if it had like the Multistrada slash Hyper Motard slash Super Sport 937 motor in it, I think that would be a way better served uh, machine altogether. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Like, like more power, less weight um better reliability slash service intervals so i was talking to a few ducati people and the way they put it to me was the reaction to that bike was so positive they have to build it now yeah like there's no choice if they don't build it they feel like they're going to be storming the gates in bologna i mean i hope they build it i just wanted to have a more modern motor that i can actually go and like you know adventure on and do longer distance traveling on that's the thing because like you start doing the math and like let's say like it's based off the desert sled and you put an 1,100cc motor in it, that's going to be a 500-pound bike. Yeah. And With an 83-horsepower motor. And that's not what I want. No. I mean, that's the problem where I sit there and like, the problem is Ducati wants to use a platform it already has. It doesn't want to make a motor or a platform that's that's bespoke to that use. Yeah. And that's the same problem with the Multistrada. Where it's like, hey, we've got this Testostrada, now it's a Testostrada DVT, you know, 1190, well, that's fucking 1260, whatever that displacement yeah, actually 1267 is. 1267 or something like that. Silly number. Um, he said they're like, yeah, but I don't want a 560-pound off-road bike. Right. So I guess I guess in that sense, like, well, even the Multi 950 is a 500-pound bike, and by the time you put the wheels, I don't know, man. 
it looks it looks great. I love the styling cues. I think the Ducati style department, uh, or sorry, the Ducati design center, uh, nailed it out of the park. Just right. hit that one out of the it's park. It's beautiful, yeah. Weird looking um, seat, but it's just a concept. It's not a seat. It's just like a plastic brick. Yeah, it's like a it's like it part like a of the tank, tank, isn't it? Um, they like forgot to put the seat on it for some reason. <laughs> um, but it, it it's certainly intriguing. I I want something that looks like that. I just yeah. want something that's like fifty pounds lighter. I don't. I I can go either way with the air cooled motor, but I don't know if you get there power weight specification wise with a big air cooled v Yeah, if it was like a 450 pound bike that made 100 plus horses like 100 oh, horsepower wow oh. that would be a knockout that would be they would sell them out before it even hit the floors yeah that bike was very stunning though and that definitely got a lot of uh attention from people yeah, i was curious to see what your take on it was because you got to see it in person i'm just staring at pictures gorgeous yeah. gorgeous bike what's the size like how tall is it does it feel big mm, to you or no I mean, it's not like dirt bike tall. It's like, uh, yeah, I'd say it's par for the course. Okay. And I kind of had it roped off so you couldn't like swing a leg over it. Ah. Um, but you can get pretty close. It's eh. probably being held together by, you know, goodwill and some glue. If I had to guess, it's like a 33, 34 inch seat height. Okay. If I had to guess. Pretty standard adventure bike. I think, I think with adventure boots height. on, your typical male rider would be okay. Would be okay. Yeah. Sorry, girls. Nothing for you. We've had this discussion. Well, that's the thing. I actually <laughs> want to write a store that like ranks all the bikes by seat height. Right. And like, okay, here's the cutoff. Like 32 inches and below. Here you go. This is what you got. Well, we kind of teased this, uh, I don't know how many episodes ago where we talked about, you know, seat height. I can't even believe that seat height's a thing. Like, you know, we're at a point where there's enough engineering going around where they could probably figure this out a little bit. BMW's kind of got to figure it out. They have low seat options on just, yeah, about, just about any of their adventure bikes. Yep. In fact, uh, when I was looking at the F900XR, dude man from BMW walks over and he's like just chatting my brain off about the the seat height and the different seats that we can put on it because it didn't have the stock seat on it. When was I, he the engineer for the seat height and you were like, fuck this bike, it's ugly? He was definitely someone <laughs> a part of the uh, of the design team. Um, yeah, he, he had me into his like, oh, yeah. And then underneath, let me show you this little compartment underneath. This is where you can put your phone and you can put it on a charger and it charges it. And I'm thinking the whole time, like, you know where I don't want to stick my phone? Under the seat yeah. where I can't get to it. Right. Where it's going to just rattle around and bang into things and get all scratched up. I guess the idea is to kind of keep it out of the way. And maybe they have a thing where you can push all your screen to your display, um, your TFT display. Yeah, I get that. But it's just not where I want to put my phone. Whereas on the, the Norden 901, they got it right. The phone, I mean, I don't know if they're going to be able to bring this to production, but on the concept, the phone is actually part of the dash. Oh. And they had this really cool thing where, like, like where it charges it and everything. Your phone, yeah, it like clicks into the dash. And so, like, your phone is your speedometer and tachometer and like engine thing. And then there's like a dash above it that, like, it makes it look like it's one screen that's oh. got like your compass and your ADV map thing. And I don't know if it looked a little like, I don't think that's going to work in reality because yeah, everyone's, so got, fragile, man. everyone's got different phones and cases and like, I don't see that being made into production. Right. But for, for a concept, I was like, that's the future though. Like, that's where I want my phone. I want my phone right up in the dash. Mm -hmm. 
I want it where I can see it. I want to see like whatever routing app I'm using or my messages or. They need to create some kind of a dampening system where the phone doesn't get rattled too much. When yeah. You're adventuring and looking out off I mean, the beaten path. It's fucking, we're, we're making bikes for, for the year 2020. Yeah. We've had cell phones now for 30 years. Maybe it's time for the motorcycle industry to realize like, hey, those aren't going away and we actually use those a lot. So we should <laughs> integrate that into the experience. It reminds me, I think we talked about this like one or two shows ago, the the joke like, hey, auto manufacturers, all I want for my car stereo is this. And it's like a USB port. That's it. <laughs> that's I don't want like, I, I don't need a stereo deck. I don't need a whole thing. I just need to be able to put my fucking phone because that's what I'm going to use. Yeah. And it's the same thing here. Where it's like, guys, like all we want to use is our phones. Yeah, someone's done all the hard work. You don't need to spend that much money and time doing all that. that that's yeah. we're going to keep saying this till we turn blue in the face. And you know what's going to happen is they're going to finally catch on to it, and then the format of phones is going to change again. I just got a new uh, Apple Watch, Ooh. and it's got the cellular signal, and with my little Bluetooth headphones, like I don't need a phone basically anymore. So does the phone just sit in your pocket now? I don't know. I haven't really gotten to to to, to play with it. That's exciting. And the rock I just got it yesterday. But you're Inspector Gadget the, right now. Yeah. The idea is that like. I don't really need a phone. My watch is basically my phone. Like it's like fucking Dick Tracy, man. The future, the the like the thing from the past that was predicting the future finally came true. Finally, yeah. It's year twenty nineteen, and here you are. Yeah, <laughs> fancy as fuck. Um, yeah, I really just like. Why would I want to put my phone in my trunk of my bike? That's like the last place I want to put it. Place where it's overheating because the cylinders are just, hot, the exhaust everything. is there somewhere. Everything about that idea is a bad idea. It's a concept. I literally looked at the guy. I was like, "That's a really bad idea." I don't like when they sell you that. <laughs> I don't like that. They don't. They don't. I just appreciate imagine it. you going around Eichma from like vendor to vendor, and be like, "That's shitty. That's ugly. That's a bad idea." <laughs> just one by one, breaking European oh, hearts. I did get a talking to. <laughs> I did by get. Who? I did get a good talking to from the. The folks at Bomoto and Kawasaki were not happy with me. Oh, they just had a marriage, didn't they? Yeah. I don't understand this at all, Shane. You weren't the guy who was like, Mazel tov! Congratulations. I don't understand this at all. This is a bad marriage. Um, I mean, it makes sense to someone somewhere. I bet. So Kawasaki took like a, I'm going to get the number wrong. I want to say a 49.9% stake. They took just under 50%. Okay. So they, have a, they don't have a majority stake. They don't run the company. the The Swedish, Swedish, the Swiss guys are still uh, in charge, and I'm sure they got that for a song. I'm sure it cost them. It probably cost them like a million dollars. You know, like nothing. And What's the purpose of this? That's the thing. I sit there and I go, like, "What are you guys doing?" Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get the end game. I what guess I'm not doing? in the meeting, so I don't know. But they announced it, and I was just like, "I just, I'm like, I just don't." I can see from the perspective that Kawasaki is a Japanese company. They don't have any play on the high-end side of things. Um, they don't get to play around with design like an Italian company does. And here's a way for them to get to a client that they'll just never reach. Right. And and they get to sell some extra motors because of it. And, you know, if they can run the company properly... It won't lose money and okay, fine. What did you say over there? Well, <laughs> that's what I want to know. <laughs> I got leaked the the photos of, of, of the Tessie? of the Tessie H two. I think it's fugly as hell. Yeah, I know a lot of people that think it's beautiful and they're excited about the the marriage between Bimota and Kawasaki. I looked at that thing and I was like, I immediately was like, this looks like an H two R fucked the Terminator. 
Yeah, that's what I like about it. Dude, that's what it, it bugs me. It looks unfinished. It looks like they just kind of haphazardly threw it together. Wow. I'm like, ah, yeah, it's got some cool Bimoto parts, but it's mostly an H2R. Well, the things that I don't like about it, like they explained it to me. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like the headlight, the okay. mirrors, the taillight, the exhaust, and all of those things are things that have to be homologated, and all those things take forever to get homologated, and they cost a boat ton of money to get homologated and it's just stupid when you're going to make like 50 motorcycles right. so it's just easier to transfer from one chassis to the other yeah so there's like that shit's already gotten the the green light from all the dot and european union and japan like it's all good to go right and that lets us do whatever we want with the rest of the bike that's the only way they could get that bike to come to market in a reasonable amount of time for a reasonable amount of money What's the money do you think on that thing? Uh, that's a good question. What do you think the money is on? That? I bet it's going to be fifty thousand plus. Yeah, it has to be fifty thousand. I mean, the H two R itself I is twenty five. I think right? it's going to be closer to a hundred. Fuck, you're probably right. Just, <clears throat> I just think because Virus uh, is still in the space. Yeah, and their kind of hub center steering stuff is about a hundred thou. You got that Maserati thing happening soon. That's a hundred thou. Yeah. I don't know. 106 or something like that. I don't know. It's, um, yeah, they're not going to make a lot of them. And I actually like the way it looks. I, I love the idea of taking one of the craziest motors ever made in the motorcycle industry, right. putting it in one of the craziest chassis ever made in the motorcycle industry, and then giving it some crazy carbon fiber body. <laughs> like, that bike looks good up close. Does it? Okay. Pictures maybe don't do it I'm justice. working on the story right before you came over. Okay. The, all the, so it'll already be out by the time this comes out. But you get up to the detail shots, and like that carbon fiber is done right, and it's got all the Owens little pieces, and then everything machined looks really cool. And when you look how they do the steering mechanism, you're like, oh, that's uh, that's fucking sexy. It's a bike to geek out over, basically. There's like, just so being much a shit parts to and geek accessories out. nerd, and just being like, oh, yeah. The only parts about it I don't like are the stock Kawasaki stuff. And you're just like, well, you know, right? And, and like I think like, well, you we wouldn't have this bike out by now if. We didn't do that. And you're like, all right. It's their first bike. I've seen, again, because I got leaked information. Dun, dun, dun. I've seen the KB4. Ooh, what's that going to be? That's the next one. That's using the Z1000 motor. Okay. So what is that displacement? It's like 978. Oh, is it? I thought it was like a 998. It's just under 1100 cc's. Um, Four cylinder. Yep. And it's got kind of more of a retro style okay. 80s look to it. Ooh. Could be interesting. It's hard to tell, like concepts. I saw the concept sketches for the for the Tessie H two and that versus like what what actually came out. And you can like sometimes it's just hard to translate concept sketch to reality, right? But I have a feeling the KB four could look really good, and I think that's going to strike people a little bit more. It's more it's more safe. It's a safer. I mean, it's the offering. thing is, I like bikes that are even if I don't personally like it, I, I appreciate something that's polarizing right it makes you talk about it it makes you look at it and makes you kind of make a face whether it's a happy face or a what the fuck face i typically like that i don't i don't go after safe stuff it's just i think that testy the minute i looked at it i immediately recognized the hp stuff on there and that bothered me i don't want to recognize it for as an hp knowing now that you know what they're doing i get it but i still i'm HP, curious what do you mean hp uh the h uh, the oh, h2 h2 sorry yeah 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 I don't disagree with you. I still like that it's there. I like that Bamoto's back in business. That's pretty cool. I like I, I like the Tessie H2 just for, it's just fucking crazy. And you know, 
you know like you're going to take that down to your tune shop and make that a 300 horsepower i was going to ask if they're going to do full-on 300 horsepower version no (laughs) if you're going to go crazy go crazy. it'll be like 240 because that's what's homologated but moto is also in the position where they can make things to your specification right so if you wanted like a track only version with 300 horsepower they'd probably make that for you you know for you know just an easy ten thousand dollar upgrade um i don't know if that's the price or not but i'm sure that'd be a be about it um it was funny i was in the in the little booth it was like behind the kawasaki booth it was really awkward and i'm there and i'm taking all these photos and there's like one guy from Bomoda there and he sees me and he just points and he goes, come here. Uh-oh. <laughs> He's like, you, you've been a naughty boy. Stay right here. I'm like, oh. And then he like says something in like Italian to someone and, and it basically translates to go go at the boss. This is the guy that stole the photos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. I'm going to get fucking just <laughs> arm guards in, show up. Put in jail. The head of Kawasaki uh europe comes over oh hey and we have going? to have a, a conversation about what happened which was so awkward because he's got like his like four other japanese like minion dudes with him and there's like a couple more italian people and they're all just kind of like so how'd you get these photos what's up how's it going you're gonna go to italian jail jeez really it, it ended with that the conversation ended with them thanking me which was super awkward and super weird because I'm like, you're welcome. A, um, sure. Is this uh, a trap? Am I being punk? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, am I being recorded? Am I getting? <laughs> is this gonna like be used against me? You're gonna have the yakuza and the mafia knocking on your door soon. Yeah, so that was funny. But they gave me a shout out during the uh, the unveiling. Oh, they're like, oh, you may have already seen this bike on asphalt and rubber. No I'm thanks like, to this guy. Like, What's you're up in the welcome. Snoochie boochies. Nuts. You shouldn't run up on the stage and be like, I'm going to let you finish. But first, everybody here, sign up to Asphalt and Rubber Pro. And you get a pro count because I'm going to need some <laughs> uh, legal counsel. So that was uh, that was interesting and fun. But um, did you get to see mm. the elephant in the room? The Harley I did. in America. I did. And? That chassis is fucked. Is it? Is, I mean, is it as awkward looking in person as it is in foot? It just looks top heavy. It looks big in a lot of ways. And that's coming from someone who rides a big bike. That doesn't look any bigger than a Multistrada. Like that tank just looks like it came off of a fat boy. I have, I have some concerns. Okay. Um. So the way they have the rate, it's, it's really a narrow bike. Oh. As, as you expect, V-twin. Yeah. You can make them very, very narrow. And then they go and it's like straight off the Rushmore bikes from Harley where you've got the radiators coming out from the side. Oh, shit. And then there's like a shroud around them and they're just kind of like hanging out in the wind and you're just like, fucking rock's going to take that right off. I swear, BMW's got the boxer motor and everybody else is like, I mean, they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's that same kind of thing and, and it sticks out like almost as far. But it just makes the bike look a lot wider than it actually is. Ooh, sorry, hold on. I'm talking. Mm. <laughs> mm, nap time. Um... Yeah, and, and for the bike to be narrow and then to be made wide, like it just feels like that could have been packaged better. The thing that got me the most, though, they had on display the bike without all the fairings and everything, so you could see the chassis. Oh, and the chassis setup, like they took a page right out of the the Ducati Super Quadro platform. Okay, where you build the bike basically off the cylinder heads of the V twin engine. So it's the it's the 
part of the chassis, the motor? It basically is the chassis. Oh, wow, okay. And then you've got like the rear subframe coming off the, the rear cylinder, and you've got the front of the bike coming off the front of the cylinder, the front cylinder. And the problem with that is you have to to make that work, you have to make the engine you have to overbuild the engine. It has yeah. to be extremely rigid because um now you've made the engine like normally chassis have torsion and flex and that's part of what helps like when the bike's like on its side you don't actually have that much suspension to Mm -hmm. to do the suspension duties but the chassis itself starts flexing and that's what allows you to to absorb some of the bumps when the bike's leaned over to do that with that design this is what ducati had so much trouble with you have to make the motor super super rigid because you can't have a motor flex because <laughs> like, the cylinder and the piston will start flexing and they'll start rubbing and then it goes kaboom. So and that was like the issue. So like you end up having to like play around with the spars and that's why Ducati from the Panigale 1199 slash 1299 series to the um, Panigale V4 rotated the engine backwards to allow them to make longer spars off the cylinder heads so then those spars could be the levers to the chassis. Mm-hmm. Um, you want a longer lever than a shorter lever. And it's that same thing where you're looking at like Harley and you're sitting there going like, especially on an off-road bike where you're going to have to like absorb a lot of bumps and grooves and, you know, doing the thing. Yeah. You're still going like, man, like how are you guys going to make this work without like making this engine super stiff? And if you make the engine super stiff, these levers are going to be really narrow. Like, like this didn't work out for Ducati. Like, I just don't know how it's going to work out for you guys. And it just looks, it looks very interesting. I mean, I think that's going to help them get the weight quite low. I think we're going to actually be pretty stoked when we see the wet weight on this bike. But do you feel like that's their end game? They were hoping for a lighter weight bike that, yeah, I think that's why they did it. Most people are probably not going to take like serious off-roading. I think, I think they were sitting there going like, Hey, this is how we're going to, blow people's minds we're gonna make like a 480 pound bike <laughs> when people are expecting us to make a 600 pound bike yeah it looks like a 600 pound bike in the pictures it visually does but i think there's ways around that i mean again it's very <clears throat> narrow um there's just a couple of design things that make it look bigger than it actually is did you get to throw a leg over it or was it kind of blocked off no they were very upset about uh trying to touch it which was weird um come to ECMA, but eyes only yeah they did change the name of the street fighter to the bronx i saw that which i think is great that's yeah, a great better name for that bike yep you should have done that from the get-go called the rumble in the bronx when yeah. you got the exhaust on it because now it's like now it's like a fun roadster hey you want to go run around town you want to go to the bronx go to the bronx all right get some pizza pizza gabba to go um yeah, that's that was a smart move. I see where the ad campaign with that bike's gonna come from. What's that? I said I see where the ad campaign on that bike is gonna come from. It's too bad the Sopranos isn't still like a show because that could have that could have tied in well. <laughs> um, what else? And the Harleys were interesting. I, I just I don't know. Do they have their e bikes out there? I'm amazed that the they did have all their e bikes on display. They've got so many fucking electric bicycles and stupid things, and I mean, good for them. That's like the unspoken thing. Um, the Ducati. The Ducati jet lag model. Oh, the Ducati jet lag model. Uh, the Ducati e-bike uh, downhill mountain bike. Okay. E-bike thing. 
that's coming to the US. That looks pretty uh, hard for next year. That'll be in dealerships. Uh, everyone's everyone's kind of getting some sort of electric bicycle thing into the mix. If I had to have like a big takeaway from ICMA, it's just how many people are looking at e-bikes and electric scooters and like weird three-wheeler, four-wheeler things. A lot of urban uh, solutions, it seems. Yeah, I went and looked at uh, the the offering from Cooter. Ooh, okay. Have you seen this? I'm, I'm scrolling to it right now. Uh, I don't think it's on the website. No, yet. it's not. Wait a minute. No, I was thinking of a different thing that you uh, you put up on Asphalt and Rubber recently. The scooter. The the the, the Italjet one. Oh, the Italjet one. Yeah, that looks awesome. That looks amazing. Like the old dragster was like kind of an iconic scooter, and then to see them like bring out like a new version of that, that's pretty rad. I I definitely want one of those. Did they ever bring those to the U.S.? I don't think so. I don't think I've ever seen an Italjet in the, in the U.S. So. Maybe. Especially a high-end scooter. You have to import. They're going to be like $5,000, though. They're going to be expensive. Yeah. But it's so cool looking. Yeah. Like, I want to be riding around town with that. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, that's a scooter you show up on at a bike night, and people will come over and talk to you. <laughs> oh, dude, what is that? Is that a scooter, bro? What is that? It's like the Bomoto scooter, so it looks good. That's exactly. Yeah. Okay, so talk about the... The cooter. Q-O-O-D-E-R. So it was originally a Swiss company. Well, it is, it's still a Swiss company. Um, they were called Quadro. They basically have a four-wheeled version of like the Piaggio MP3 or like Nikon, whatever you want to like. It's a different technology than Nikon. Uh, it's actually really clever how they do it. But it's it, four-wheel. It's, it's, hydraulic, it's hydraulic. It's four wheels. But like, the, so they were going to bring it to the US and they were like, well, we're going to have some issues with Audi and the name Quadro, Quattro. We don't want to get into that. Let's change the name of the bike to Cooter. Cooter. Yeah, bring that to the US. I was talking to one of the guys and I was like, so you guys you guys chose this name. Like, <laughs> like you had it, you had to change the name, and this is what you chose. You guys don't have any American friends that told you about No, because the guys that were helping them do that were Americans. That's the part I don't understand. I'm like, really? These like, are the people that named the Humvee the Hummer. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just I'm like, really? You couldn't you, you didn't see that one coming? Hey, what you gonna go do? I'm gonna go ride a cooter. I'm gonna go right, I'm gonna get on my cooter and go to the get store. On my cooter. I yeah, rip I around had a the cooter. great time yesterday riding my cooter. <laughs> Got loose in the cooter. Remember when we like, man, Shaheen's wife has really a good time. <laughs> she is like, hashtag team fucking Anne. <laughs> hashtag the cooter. Oh my God. Yeah, you just sit there and you're just like, mm. it's an interesting thing. I really, I'm really curious to, to ride it. They've got a couple uh, gas models. They've got an electric model. They've got um, an off-road model that's coming out soon. What? And it's very interesting. I'd be curious to see how you don't want rocks in your cooter. How it goes? Yeah, you don't want to rock your cooter. Or sand in the cooter? That's the worst. No one wants a dirty cooter. Jesus Christ! Getting mud up in the cooter. I don't know about all this. <sighs> this is not going to work out well, man. No, I'm just sit there. You're just like the jokes write themselves. Shit. It's like we're holding back. <laughs> this is a this is a family show. Jensen. What do you think the odds are that I name this show something cooter related <laughs> by the time it goes out? <laughs> the cooter's loose. <laughs> Barracuda. Barracuda. Ooh, <laughs> Barracuda. Uh, um, okay, so it, I see that it's got four wheels, but is yeah. it just rear-wheel drive? Is there? Is it all-wheel drive? Yeah, it's rear-wheel drive. It's got a differential. How cool would it be if it was all-wheel drive? That would be kind of cool. I wonder if the off-road version has all-wheel drive. I don't think it does. I don't think it does. Fascinating. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's interesting. And the thing I like about it, and I don't know, I mean, I don't know about this idea or not, um, there could be some interesting 
things with it in terms of licensing, kind of how we saw with a slingshot. So yeah. maybe you don't have to have a motorcycle license to ride it. Uh, maybe you can have a car license. Yeah, but I think in the U.S. it'll have to have like seat belts and all that crap. That's the thing that they're kind of running. Well, they're gonna have to like. Here's here's the bigger thing, and this is this is the part that gets me excited. This is where I was starting. We're starting to look at transportation beyond just like the basic kind of little funnelings that we've had before, where it's like you had bicycles, you had motorcycles, maybe you said the word moped, right? And then cars, yep, and trucks, and that's that's how you get from point A to point B, and that's how you have fun, and that's what you do. And now we've we've seen with the Polaris that we can create like this auto cycle thing, and we were now we're seeing with uh, Yamaha actually with the Tri City in Europe, they've made it wide enough that it can get that you don't have to have a motorcycle license; hmm. it can just have a car license. And so we're starting to get these kind of like hybrid in the niches in the cracks kind of vehicles that are or that are outside kind of our, our prototypical stereotypes. And you can see that too with like transportation just here like in Portland where you have like those bird scooters and then uh what's the one that's got like that huge big wheeled scooter. There's a big fat one, big big fat scooter. There's one yeah there's one with a big fat wheel. Yeah. Like, there's all sorts of fucking little scooters and and bike sharing and everyone there's and lime, like there's bird, there's lift, there's yeah razor. And then, and then we're doing the same thing in the in the transportation space where it's like, okay, we got e-bicycles and we have like an e-bicycle that's kind of more like a moped, but we also have mopeds and then we have like small displacement motorcycles and three-wheeled motorcycles and four-wheeled cooters and it's all just like we're filling all the cracks and we're going to have to, you know, things like the Department of Transportation and NHTSA and, and their counterparts abroad are going to have to start opening up their definitions of things because you can't take something like the cooter and say it's a car. Because it's not. And you can't stick it in the motorcycle category either because it's not. It's going to have to be its own thing. And they're going to have to take it. I don't know if it's case by case. But you're going to have to open up more channels to understand that transportation is is changing and it's different. And we have different requirements. And we have different solutions to those changes. And that's, that's huge. That's, I mean, that's, and we all know how quickly legislation like that moves. So they work very quickly. They work very, very quickly. (laughs) Someday we'll have lane filtering in a lot of states, Jensen. Not I don't here. know when. Not but here. Someday. Not in Oregon. It's all moving so quickly. Oregon will be the last day with lane with lane sharing, guaranteed. Fucking idiots. Just let us filter to the front. That's all I care for. They let the bicycles do it. I'm basically a bicycle with a motor. That's the thing. That's the thing. Maybe if I had a cooter. Maybe if you had a cooter, my cooter could get to the get front of the cooter. line. Well, you'd have to because then you'd be oppressing the cooter. Don't don't and we do scooters. not oppress cooter in Portland. No. There's one thing I have learned. No, no, is we respect the cooter. Don't uh, definitely respect the cooter. Yeah, yeah. See, that's just tragic naming. Really, just all show. It's gonna be like this. Cooter, 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 cooter. I'm gonna get a tattoo of a cooter. Oh man, it's just gonna say cooter. Do you know? It's really hard to draw a vagina. Like, think about this, right? Think Wait, about, we're like, talking like, about vaginas now. We're talking about the is, cooter scooter. It is so easy to draw a penis. Like you, like you can graffiti a penis, no problem. But like, I don't know if I could draw a vagina to save I my mean, life. I mean, it's just you know. I'm, for those, those of you who can't see, yeah, I'm putting my index fingers and my thumbs together. He's making the the sign of a cooter, the diamond, the cooter. Oh, dude, is that how you wave to other cooter riders when you like, oh, stick your yeah. hands up and be like, "What up? What? What's up? Diamonds in the sky. Cooter, <laughs> shine bright like a diamond." <laughs> <laughs> 
There's uh, your beginning song. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've used that one already. Uh, we probably have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. I sing that all the time at home just to make T-Man laugh. Uh, uh, you know what was very interesting to see unveiled? The Honda CBR 1000 R. That That blew a lot of heads off in a good way. And my source was right. Ooh, and? Because uh, it had the 215 horsepower. It's going to be expensive. Honda bringing the heat. Bringing the heat. Are they the most powerful uh, Japanese in line four right now? They're the most powerful everything right now. No, Ducatis yeah. are faster, uh, nope. more powerful. Nope. Are you sure? Nope. Ducati does a silly game where they quote Italian horsepower uh, numbers and they've got like a dyno that like, doesn't work with other people's Sushi dinos. horsepower is more powerful than meatball horsepower. I want to say that Panigale V4 is a true 212 horsepower. Wait, so I mean... Uh, you think the Honda is going to have 215 at the at the rear? Like a true 215? Two, no, no, it's at the crank. <laughs> you said crank. Um, Ducati quotes 217, but it's really 212. And Honda's quoting 215. I actually think Honda's quoting 218. It's actually 215. Uh, that, that bike, I'm, I am so shocked that Honda came to the to the show with this this super powerful leader bike they've never been known to have the most powerful leader bike and now it's like they just fucking showed their cooter to everyone i can't stop jensen i'm sorry i know it's tough right (laughs) hold on i'm looking this up 157 see this is the problem is like uh you can't trust what fucking european brands say because they take their metric horsepower bullshit and so you have to take the kilowatts kilowatts yeah Take them into, yeah, 200, 211, technically. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, that, the Ducati or du- the Honda? Ducati. Oh, yeah, so the Honda is more powerful. Yeah. And it's probably pretty light. It's pretty light. It's uh, not the lightest on the market. It's what? Off the top of my head, three 438, I hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like 440-ish. So is this going to be, I mean, I saw that they have a CBR 1000 RR. Oh, my God. This so many R's. The stupidest name ever. Think about the, the the full name, the full fucking name. Oh man, it is the 2020 Honda CBR 1000 Double R Dash R Fireblade, and if you're really feeling lucky, you oh. can throw an SP into that. Man, how do you put that on a license plate? Right, <laughs> just the first of each one, just the two. H C S. Who who's <laughs> the, the, the I, I two things on that right? Like who's the marketing guy that's like let's let's just put another R at the end C B R double R dash R. It's a it's a European person of Latin descent who has long fam, long familial names. Like do you, are you getting paid by the R's? There's four R's. In and that if name. it's a Repsol, ooh, you're just adding. <sighs> the 2020 Honda CBR 1000 Double R Dash R Repsol Fireblade SP uh, Special Limited Edition. So stupid. But what is interesting to me is that for the first time in the American market, it will have the Fireblade name on it. Yes, and I think we will just start calling it the Fireblade. The Fireblade. That's good because like, the, like the name shortened. is so ridiculously long. Yeah. But what's going to be interesting, Shaheen? And this is this is this is where my my little Bothan spy is 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 telling me some stuff. Um, so in the U.S., first of all, this is going to be a 2021 model. It's going to get here late. It's going to get to Europe first. Okay. 
But in the U.S., they're going to continue selling the current generation CBR until forever. And that's that's the base model CBR in the U.S. market. So that's like, I think it's sixteen five or sixteen seven. It's just under seventeen thousand dollars. Okay, which tells me, and we're only bringing in the SP model. Oh, um, for, of this new CBR R double R, all the R's. It's called the two thousand twenty Honda CBR one thousand R R double R triple R Fireblade SP. The third. <laughs> Esquire. Esquire. <laughs> I mean, they should have. They just they, at that point they should have just become like self-realizing of the stupidity of it. This bike has and its own just, brokerage uh, license. Yeah, and just <laughs> fucked with us. And you're like, uh, it's um, it's it's licensed to uh, to sell houses in yeah. three states. It can, and it can it, mix uh, drinks. It's a mixologist. Yeah, it it went to it went to two party schools. So It'll you watch your children for you if you if you let it. Uh, it's a registered uh, independent. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I like it. I like where Han is going with this. this All right, so the Fireblade's going to come in the SP okay, format. So the current CBR will stay on as the base model CBR. The U.S. will not import the CBR RRR base model. That's hmm. just not coming here. Instead, we'll have the SP model come. What's the point of that? I feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot. I think it's price because they haven't released European pricing yet. And we don't have, we obviously don't have American pricing. My source is telling me that the base model CBR 1000 RRR, non SP, I lost, I lost track, is going to be like 20,000 ish. So just the Fireblade, non SP model, we're looking at 20. Just the Fireblade is going to be like 20 G. So probably going to be 18,9 euro. No, like 20,000 euro. Oh, fuck. Oh, I thought you meant 20 US. The no, because it's not coming to the US. Uh, boring. The Fireblade SP RRRRRR is going to be like 25 plus. Dang. 26, 27, maybe. All right. So if it's 25,000 euros, it's going to be like a $27,000 motorcycle. And I think American Honda looked at that and was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be expensive. Yeah. We like having a price point bike. We like having, because like the CBR is like one of the cheapest super bikes on the market right now. And that way they can have like the double, the whammy, the whammy thing. Like, hey, you want to go win some fucking races? You ride a Fireblade. Here's your fucking Fireblade SP, bro. You want a super bike that's pretty fun on a racetrack and it's cheap and works pretty good. I don't know about Not cheap. Super Maybe great, more affordable. <laughs> but 17000 like what What other, like, I think you can get a Gixxer 1000 for that price. Do people really? And I will 100% Gixxers? take the Honda over a Gixxer. Yeah. I won't have the horsepower. But I'll have more fun. Yeah. Um, because the current the current generation CBR, like it just needed more motor. It's actually a, it handles so good. The electronics are a little weird. I don't trust that electronics <laughs> package. So will the SPU have um electronically adjustable suspension and all that too? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, for twenty five thousand, okay, twenty seven thousand dollars, it's it's going to be toe to toe with the likes of the V four S. It's right there with the V four S, and when that when you start thinking in those terms, it starts making sense. Yeah, it's like a V four S, but better. Maybe Ooh. we'll find out. I know. We'll find out. Deathmatch of the twenty seven thousand dollar variety. Ooh, I know, right? Twenty seven thousand dollar death deathmatch. But I think that's the new reality, Shaheen. I think that's that's kind of where we're headed. Where it's like, yeah, you want you want to have a super bike? It's going to cost you fucking like thirty grand. The cap is 40 for, yeah. for homologation for a World Superbike. That tells you the ceiling they had to play around with. They so they, they left a lot on the table there. They got 13,000 more to play with. Right? 
We're assuming. We'll get there. I, we're assuming. We I'm just going to bring this thing over and be like, no, no, $39,999. No, no, no. no. It's like $13,000, <laughs> guys. What the, what the fuck? You're killing us. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident on this. Um, so... Was that your favorite sport bike that you got to uh, see over at the ACMA? I, I barely got to see it. I mean, this is, it makes no sense. You want, here's a little inside baseball ranting, right? Okay. Um, so we go, we go to the press event. It's on Monday, Sunday. It's all blurred out. Yeah. I don't, it's not, how do you know the it's days It's not anymore? during ACMA is the takeaway. It's its own event on the other side of town, like the day or day or two before all the unveilings. It's like its own special thing. The fucking place is packed. There's just brass from Japan all over the place. Like this isn't a media event. It's it's something else. Like I don't know who all these people are. <laughs> you just got let in. I literally only <laughs> recognize like three people as journalists and everyone else. I'm like I don't know who the fuck you are. All the there's no seats uh, available. Everything was like reserved. All the seating. Huh. And so like there was no seats for journalists. Like journalists are like on the side. Like like none of this event was designed to unveil a motorcycle to the world. It was like a high five to like the company itself. It was right. like it was like one big jerk off fest. To to the like the Honda they big invited wigs. you to the Honda circle jerk. Literally like cuz there was like rows and rows and rows of like Honda big wigs from Japan like reserved seats and you're like this is a big deal to Honda. Lots of lotion. Like the fact that it's going on during Eikma and there's media people here like that's just like a coincidence. Um so they unveil the bike and they go okay press you can come onto the stage now and take photos of the bike. Because, like, the way they did it, like, there was no way, like, you could get a photo um, when they were, like, un- actually unveiling it. So we go up to go get photos of the bike, and, of course, it's slammed. And then after five minutes, they're just like, all right, everyone has to go. Go home now. Go home. Go home. Like, I literally, like, almost got thrown out of the building because, like, I'm like, no, I, I have been waiting to take photos of this machine. <laughs> That's what I'm here to do. That's why you did this whole event was for me to come take photos and my colleagues to come take photos. How did Jensen get shot at ACMA? It was just very weird. Like, like <laughs> hey, here's a bike, but we don't really want you to cover it. And they're just like, like, I've never had to like argue with a security person to like help their company have like more press. You know, Did so. you introduce them later on to the Kawasaki Bimoto group? They were way cooler about it. <laughs> Kawasaki like, was way cooler. Talk to them. They know what the story is. I release this shit. You win. That's how this shit works. This is how, this is how we do but, it. But it was, it was, I was not the only one having this issue. So you just sit there like, I, I wish I could put up like a whole gallery of like really cool detailed photos and I couldn't because they wouldn't let me. And it's just like, well, it's too bad you guys came out with a really cool super bike and then like didn't really want anyone to see it. Too bad you were a jerk about the cool thing and don't want to share it with anybody. Well, not not to have like the pricing available. Like that's what it's very suspicious. Like that that bike's gonna be very expensive. I think it's gonna be very good. I have high hopes. I don't know. It sounds like they're doing something weird for the international launch. I don't know how many US journalists they're actually gonna send. I know there's a US there's a US launch, like in the nine months from now are they just going to treat everything about this bike as very very exclusive i guess i think so from I think this the is where launch the to headed. the purchasing price to the availability they should number it while they're at it yeah they should seriously how many do they have to have in homologation rules 500 or 1500 no 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 it's like 250 for the first year and 250 by the second 500 by the second year. i mean if you're going to sell a twenty-seven thousand dollar plus uh honda you might as well give it a cool number I'd want number 69. For Nikki? Also for Nikki. I can probably get you number 69 off the cooter line. (gasps) Number 69. Well, so speaking of which, my Alta was number 69. Was it really? Yeah, and it sold. 
Oh, did you sell it? I sold it. Oh, look at you. A, a dude from Houston uh, wrote out to me and he was like, he lowballed me initially. And I was like, no, bro, I'll keep it for that price. He's like, cool. I'll wire you the money you want. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> that was easy. It's most <laughs> most interesting. Uh, I'll give you $300. <laughs> uh, no. Fine. I'll give you the price you wanted. That's not good negotiation. That was, I mean, it was good for me. It was all right. It worked out for you. Yeah, yeah actually, I, I took another 100 bucks off the price of it because you had to pay 600 bucks to get things shipped. So it's going to a good home, I think. Good. Yep. That's how it should be. Cleaned it all up, serviced the chain for him. Wow, you barely rode it. I, I mean, it was How dirty. many miles were on that bike? 109. Four rides. Nothing. I know. I kind of, you know, it's the first time where I've sold a motorcycle and didn't get overly emotional about it because I didn't ride it a lot. Like the day comes that I get rid of Lucky Explorer downstairs, I'm going to shed a tear probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll need a drink. Huh. I mean, I'll immediately go buy something else or I'll, I'll have bought something before I get rid of Wait, it. We Street Fighter. Hey, Shaheen, let's take a quick ad break, and then we'll come back and finish talking about that. Sounds good. This episode of the Brap Talk Motorcycle Podcast is brought to you by AGV Helmets and the new AGV K6. Finally, there is a comfortable, versatile, and safe road helmet for any motorbike and any rider, thanks to the same advanced materials and innovative technologies used to help world champions achieve the maximum on the racetrack and in the most extreme conditions. Everything you need is now combined with everything you ever wanted. The new AGV K6 helmet. That See, this is... I'm wondering what is going to get replaced with it because if I'm going to get a Street Fighter, I can't, I can't be buying two $25,000 bikes. So it'd be like the Street Fighter and maybe like that Husky 701 extended range with like a Dakar. The long range. The LR. Yeah. I think it was cool. It was super cool. But you know, by the time you get one of those and put the Dakar style front end on there, so you have some wind protection, you're at seventeen, eighteen $18,000 already. So, you know. Yeah. Get spendy. Not quite that much. 15 maybe. Oof, that's still spendy for 15 like $11,000 well bike on its own. Well, I don't actually know how much the pricing is on the LR. It can't be more than 12, though. Yeah, I mean, you can buy one of those LR tanks for not that much money. They, yeah. That already exists. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where I go with this whole next motorcycle thing. I got another year. I got a year to stew on this. I got a little while. Yeah. I think what'll happen is I'll hold on to this bike because I want a Street Fighter real bad. T Man already knows. I told T Man, by the way. Oh my God, I told T Man. Sat on the Street Fighter. Feels good. Did you? Yeah. Oh, tell me. Tell me everything Street Fighter related. Um, I hear it's, uh, didn't they get like the prettiest bike award? Fuck that. That's such bullshit. Who gave it that? That's was such it bullshit. Ducati? <laughs> I just no, imagine the... Uh, that thing's such a fucking... That's... Okay, for starters... Dominicali came down. He's like, it's prettiest bike here. They're like, no, but we have to vote. No, no, it's prettiest. It's not okay. that fucked, but it's not far. Um, So it's supposed to be like something where like you can vote online. And it used to be like you could put ballots in a box or something like that. <laughs> and like... Every year. So first of all, only Italian motorcycles win. What? Only like I have never seen a non-Italian motorcycle win best in show at ICMA. I mean, which so like is already very suspicious. Yeah. So what? what you have like three different brands. And <laughs> I think in the eleven years I've been doing this, I think Ducati has won it like nine times. It's always just whatever the new Ducati is. I think MV has gotten it when the F3 came out and when the Brutale came like out. Like the Brutale. I'm not entirely sure if the Brutale won it. Hmm. 
But it, you just sit there and you're just like, this is just bullshit. This is just silly. This is just so like bullshit. Like it's so rigged. It's so fucked. Like I don't know if it's the Eichmann people that are doing it. I don't know if it's someone in like a you know Ducati's like owners club or or whatever. It is. You just sit there and like whatever. Whatever, because I, I like the Street Fighter. Don't get me wrong, I like the Street Fighter. Yeah, but I didn't think it was the it prettiest. It is not thing out the there. prettiest bike at the no. show, though. Come on. Uh, okay, so how did it fit compared to your Street Fighter? Very comfortable. Very comfortable. I was sat on. I was like, the first thing in my head was like, wow, this is very comfortable. Really? Yes. All right. All right. I think that's a bike. Like they, they will do themselves a disservice if they don't come out with like a GT version. And like a fucking, we know they're going to make a long suspension version because it's going to be called the Multistrada V4. Right, right. I tried to talk to Claudio about that, and he did not want to talk about that, which was <laughs> funny because he'd heard from the Bimoto people about you. No, this is before that. <laughs> oh no, it was after. It was this is a small industry, Jensen. People talk. People talk. Claudio knows what's up. We've been down this road before. He slapped you once before. You shut your mouth. <laughs> people don't forget Claudio. <laughs> um. I did have a conversation with Claudia, and we we will next show discuss okay. what he said. All right, because right. there's some interesting things. Stay tuned, Ducati writers. Um, yeah, it'd be very interesting. Uh, what else can I tell you about? I don't love the way it looks in person. Did, did the front end look better in person? Because that's my only real beef with the bike. No, it's still not going to stop me from getting one. But. No, I don't think it does look better in person. Yeah. I had a feeling. Um, I still want it to have a shotgun exhaust. I think that'd be rad. I, I've decided already. But I'm, I'm it, doing that Termi exhaust. It's a good looking bike. It's a good looking bike. Uh, oh, the the head guy, Terminioni guy died. I saw. I was just trying to put together a story on that before you got here. Yeah. Sad. Super um, sad. He wasn't that old. No. It's no, all those fumes, man. Just welding those pipes. I mean, that's not good for you. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you had to do it for a cooter. You're going to put some pipe on that cooter? Going to make give it some shotgun cooter pipes? Oh, I'm going to get a slip-on pipe in that cooter. Under the cooter pipes. You like a low-slung cooter exhaust? <laughs> Is your cooter loud? Is it a four-stroke or a two-stroke cooter? <laughs> if you can, if you, <laughs> if you get us. We've lost them, folks. You're gonna get where I'm at in a second. You're gonna get where I'm at in a second. <laughs> if you put a like a, a, a slip-on pipe on a cooter, is it called a queef? <laughs> now, if I bought a cooter, my license plate would say queef, queef. on it. We're <laughs> 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 going to hell. Welcome to Brab Talk. We're only twelve. <laughs> this is the most professional. This is what you do podcast. when you name a fucking four wheel scooter a cooter? Don't just don't. Oh, it's not. <laughs> it's not like a scooter. It's a cooter. It's a cooter. <laughs> nice scooter. Uh, no correction. It's a cooter. Uh, can you wheelie a cooter? I mean, we know big. you can't wheelie a cooter, but can I, somebody else? I have can two fifty nine it. <laughs> I don't know about this twelve. Anyone can twelve o'clock a wheelie. It's boring. Where the <laughs> skill is at is two fifty nine. Two fifty nine. How low? How 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 far can you get the tire off the ground without it being really that far off the ground? But that's you got to maintain it there. I believe that's called a power wheelie. Yeah, and I don't think a cooter can do it. It's just, it's just really just. 
Ooh, did you get to see that uh, BMW with the 1800cc Fuck that thing. thing in the middle of it? I can't believe that bike is still a concept. I like. I think I wrote this. If if there was one bike, I was 100% sure we're going to see the production unveiling of from BMW. It was the R18. And then they're like, here's the R18 slash two. You're like, why? Like, you've already made like five, six, seven, however many, almost 10 concepts to show off this fucking bike. And it's still not out yet. And it just now, like, now I'm really saying, like, you're really just trying to make a Harley. What? And I it mean, looks yeah. really stupid, and it's a really bad idea. It kind of looks like the last picture I saw. It reminded me of like a Harley. What is it called? A soft tail uh, um, slim. Yeah, a Harley soft tail slim. That's what it reminded me of. It's just, oh, just a it's big motor with two narrow idea. tires stat- attached to it. I I can't hate this idea more, Shaheen. Can't you? I can't hate it more. Like I just sit there. You and could like, if they put like a Batwing front end on it. I think that would make it better because at least then it's like, at least we could talk about it. Cause then it's just like, it's a BMW making a huge fucking engine to try and get like some Harley riders, but like fucking Harley riders are dying off left and right. Like, why would you want to get a piece of that action? It's, it's so bizarre. It's just like when I, when I see a brand doing that, like it just tells me they don't understand the American market and or what Harley Davidson is doing in it. I mean, at least they didn't call it the Harley Cooter. That's the only like upside. Maybe. But then they're like slash two. Yeah, what's the slash two all about? It's just to make it sound cool. Just like old school BMW stuff. And like they, they made a point of like, this is how you pronounce it. Slash two. <laughs> it's not like R eighteen dash two. It's slashed. Slash. Slash. Make sure you say slash because that makes the, it sound cool. It's the Guns N' Roses edition. Slash. Slash. Two. two. Like, fuck you. All right. Well, how about the other? <laughs> there was a lot of teasers in this show. Like Aprilia's uh, Tuareg. I think Aprilia gets the, the, gets the win. They get the medal for having the coolest shit. Okay. Because they come out with the production version of the RS660, which we knew was coming. Yep. And it looks just like the, the concept bike. So no surprises there, but at a hundred horsepower and I forget what the weight was. It's like four fifty wet or something like that. Okay, you're like that bike's gonna fuck, and it's got all the electronics on it. It's gonna rip. It's it's gonna destroy that middleweight twins class. Nice. They're gonna have to ban it from Moto America. (laughs) Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Moto America is gonna ban that bike. Then they go, hey, how would you like a Tuono concept? Fuck yeah, I would for the street and the. Like the funny thing is, like the Tuono kind of just looks like the RS with with a an upright bar and like a better seating position, and they only like tuned it down to ninety five horsepower, so it's still got some cojones, yeah. especially in that class, and it looks super comfortable, and it looks super good, and you're like, fuck me, man, I roll, I would totally roll that bike around, cha. But and, then, and then this is, but this wait, is there's like, more. This is the, this is the part where you have to be a little critical of like, all right, really get your shit together. <laughs> Because if you didn't know this was there, you 100% missed. Like, I, I started taking photos of... So what it is, I should... Whew, breathe. Deep breath. Have a drink. There's basically this giant glass box that had, like, all these plants inside of it. Oh. And you're just like... What's in there? A snake? Yeah. You're just like, all right, whatever. Like, you got your, like, decoration here. Inside the box, covered by the plants, is the Turag 660 concept. So and this isn't Photoshopped? No, dude. No. <laughs> 
awesome. No, bro. That's <laughs> like that's that that I didn't I literally did not touch that at all in Lightroom. That's amazing. Uh that's like straight out of the lens. So like if you didn't know it was there, it was very easy to miss. And as I was taking the photos that you're looking at, like I see like four or five other journalists see me like all up in this thing's business. And they like come over and start looking at it. And they're like, oh hey, look at this. And I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, like, do your fucking job. So 2021 cursing a lot on this shot. I, don't I know like how it I feel about this. It's 2021. Um, that is the rumor. Hmm. I'm sorry. I didn't catch that last part. Go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, it sounds like the 660 <clears throat> bikes are going to come out in pretty quick succession from each other. I don't think it's going to be like, because uh, now we're seeing that the, by the normal rules of the Tuona would be like a 2021 bike and the Turag would be like 2022. I think we're going to see R660 will come out in Europe in spring of 2020. I think we're going to see the Tuono like right after late summer. And I think the Turag could be like early 2021. If Aprilia can get their shit together and actually get these, or let me, let me clarify. If, if Piaggio US can get their shit together and actually distribute these bikes properly, what they probably should do is immediately to you know uh introduce all three models to all the dealerships so that they can take over a spring of 2020 or 2021 my understanding <clears throat> is that by the time the rs660 gets here to the us mm -hmm. the tuono 660 will be getting here to like those bikes will probably arrive in the us at the same time nice and the tourag will probably just around then start seeing that in production form uh, or or in a more finished form I'm not as sure on what like the the campaign or the teaser is with that, but it it, it shows us very clearly we're going to see a third model from the 660 lineup. It's going to be an ADV style bike. It looked pretty good in the box. I'm like, great, we can only see like certain right. aspects of it, but it looks like yourself, a, it was a 21. Looked like a 2118 nice. setup. Um, <clears throat> it had a skid plate. It had hand guards. Uh, it. I'm very optimistic. They probably just had the Tuono with like, you know, taller suspension on it and they hid the rest of it and they were like, this is what's going to be. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is fine. They should make a fucking long suspension version of the V4. I've been saying they should do a, a Tuono V4 GT for yeah. a while now. Yeah. That bike would be amazing. It'd it be would amazing. sell like crazy. If they're really smart, they get it out just in time to steal the thunder from the Ducati Multistrada V4. Yeah. That'd be the thing. Yeah, and then there's going to be that, you know, probably an updated 1290 KTM, a 1290 GT or something like that by then. Yeah, I would I would count on that. I that bike's amazing. I rode that bike and fell absolutely in love with it. The new the new 1290 looks good. They finally came out with the KTM 390 Adventure. Finally. I saw. Took them forever. With cast wheels, but I think it needs to be cast. The bike's ah. too, you don't want heavy-ass spoke wheels on that thing. There'll be a spoke wheel option. Probably. I'm not worried about that. Um, what was the other KTM that came out? Racking my brain. Ah, 890 Duke R. Be curious to see how they price that. Ooh. Um, that'll be a great bike. What's the 790 Duke go for? 11 uh, and something. Ooh, that's a good question. <sighs> this is why I should have the laptop. I like your freestyle today, though. Uh, I, won't, I wouldn't say I'm very informative, though. It was cheap. It was like 11,000. Let's see how close I was. There's someone like yelling at their car stereo right now. That's thirteen thousand dollars, you idiot. 
Jesus. Make someone wreck. Jiminy Christmas. You sons of scooters. Why does KTM's website never list the freaking prices? <laughs> Drive me freaking crazy. 10.5. Yeah. Okay, so this will probably be 12.5-ish. Let me think. I think it's going to be close to a 13. I just found out today that like the Triumph Thruxton lineup is way the fuck more expensive than I thought they were. Yeah, stupid expensive. Like Thruxton R or Thruxton S. Expensive Bonnevilles. That's what they are. They're yeah, but they're like eighteen thousand dollars expensive. And then if you want to get the one with the with the fairing on it, it's like twenty one grand. What? Yeah, I just found this out today. My I, I shit my pants. In fact, by I the way, I should probably clean your couch. I shit my pants. Hey, you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. I should this should this should come out for next show, but you basically <laughs> the leading I, I won't get a leading as good as that ever again for it. <laughs> so I got to ride the Moto e bike at Valencia on the Monday after the Moto GP race, and we get up on our gear and we're walking out to the to the track, and I feel like a little a little rumble in my tummy. Oh, and I'm like, oh, lunch is captured up with me. And so I kind of, you know, I'm like walking. I'm trying to like, I got a little gas is what I'm trying to say. And I'm trying to like kind of like squeak it out uh, while I'm like in mid stride. Can't trust those, man. And I'm I'm at the mm. age now. Yeah. You're in your late 30s officially. I can't trust a fart. Nope. And uh, it finally came back and got me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm literally this is like. This why we wear underwear. <laughs> I'm literally like getting on the bike and I'm just like, Yeah. I literally shit myself as far away on this bike. <laughs> but it was probably just a shirt. And that's why my lap times were slower than Troy's. Uh, you you were heavier. Yeah, he didn't well, he didn't know that I was dealing with. <laughs> I was dealing with something else. <laughs> oh man. Give the bike back. You guys might want to clean this seat. I would uh, definitely clean that seat. Maybe if some I was Clorox here. wipes like a couple times. Just, um, uh, just trying to keep things uh healthy God, for everyone. Frack. Thruxton TFC starts at 21.5. Isn't that fucking crazy? But that's the super whammy bammy thing. That's like It's still just, a fucking parallel twin Thruxton. Thruxton RS starts at 16.2. Right? What are you guys smoking? That's stupid. Uh, it blew my mind. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason behind all this and blah, blah, blah. But like in my head, it's like, what other bike can I buy that can probably outperform this for 17 grand? Triumphs and Valiants were really... Um, there's a Tiger 900 coming out in a, in a couple weeks. I'm pretty excited about that. I got to see a little sneak peek of that bike back in uh, June. They were letting some people look at it, and I get to be one of the people. It's kind of, it looks tough. Tell me about that. Because I, I had to sign an NDA. Well, now you just broke the NDA. Well, because it's coming out like next week. I don't care anymore. All right. You should always. But it always, looks super tough. Does it? Yeah, it looks it looks way tougher than... The 800 and the 800 already looks pretty tough to Look me. at you dropping news. What's up? My little boy Ooh. growing up. I learned from you. <laughs> You're going to get taken out to the woodshed and have to talk to Mr. <laughs> the, British are, the British are coming. Oh, my gosh. Um, they don't even have like a press officer right now. It doesn't even matter. There's no one listening. Um, Actually, no. The the West Coast guy listens to because he used to be at Icon, but now he's Triumph. Davin? He's not on the press side, though. No, but, you know, he's Damn, got, his, he's got his finger on the pulse of anyone. the Brits. Don't tell anyone. We're bros. Don't tell anyone. Don't, don't tell anyone. I'm gonna go right. I'm, I'm actually seeing him in like half an hour. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Triumph 900. 900, 900's coming out. That'll be interesting. Yeah, but 
I, I did see the the rumors on that, and it sounds like it's going to be more than just an engine update. Like, but that's the hard part right now is with Euro Five coming, we're going to see so every model is going to be a new model, basically. Yeah. All the engines going to get hiked up yeah. in size. Yeah, and so like it's one of those things like like Triumph. Like, like when, I, when I first saw the Tiger, I'm like, oh, is it just like, hey, we put another hundred CCs on it, roughly the same power, right. maybe a little bit heavier, zippity doo dah day, maybe <laughs> it comes in a different color. It sounds like they made some interesting changes and 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 took the the range forward. Yeah, so that'll, that'll be good. They're 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 working really hard on making it be as competitive as possible against like the F eight fifty, and well, the, now it's becoming the, they're about to make the F nine hundred. Yeah, so they're trying to get competitive against that and the Africa twin. So you got to kind of think in those terms of like how tough does it have to be to to compete directly with those bikes i like the tiger 800 as a middleweight i do too adventure bike big fan until the ktm came along that would be i'd be like yeah if i'm buying a 800 cc ish especially with that motor that motor is super fun man a 1200 not so much but the 800 is a good little bike yeah and there's enough i I hate that they make like six different versions of it from like a journalist point of view because it's a pain in the dick (laughs) <laughs> to figure out what is, is it what? XC? Is it an XB? Is it a is it the oh, British Racing Green? What's XCT, going on here? CT and then like the little case R- 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 <laughs> and then you got the Cooter version, the Cooter version Triumph Tiger Eight Nine Hundred Cooter. Oh my gosh! But I do like there's a little bit of something for everyone in that range, so that's good. Yeah, um, their pricing is pretty decent. It's not bad. It's not the you, cheapest nor the most expensive. You but. get good. I, I I like like the fit and finish on Triumphs. Like the the switches are really good. The dash is really laid out quite well. Um, the bike is laid out quite well. Like they've got the human interface side really well done. Yeah, I like that. That Triumph, goes a long way with me. Triumphs done a hell of a job of converting buyers to Triumphs. I mean, anyone that I know that started riding the the Tiger Eight Hundred, like the the first edition, they're still riding Triumphs. They love them. Yeah, but how disappointed are you with the Daytona 765 Moto 2, whatever, calling that fucking thing? Um, I don't know. I don't know yet. I want to see it. I want to see it, smell it, taste it. I don't know. It doesn't look exciting, but it might be. It's like the old Daytona with just like a polished motor and a fucking ridiculously expensive paint job. 21000 and change dollars can be exact. Is that really? Yeah, I think that's what I, it said on their website. I haven't heard of the exact price. I might be wrong. I, I thought it was in the 20. I thought it was basically the same price as that stupid Thruxton. I priced it out when I was getting ready for the Panigale thing because they're in the same category. And I, I couldn't find a price, but it, like I'd heard 20000 ish. Yeah. I, think, I think if you go on Triumph's website, it's sort of like. Which is so much money, Shaheen. So much money. For 120 it's, horsepower. Woo. I would yeah. buy the MV before I bought that. I would buy the Ducati before I bought that. And that's the newest bike out. The the Triumph, I'm saying. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that Ducati at all? Next show. Next show? Next all show. right. Do you want to do it this show? No, 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 no. No, there's only so much people no, yeah, can we'll drink. Do it, we'll do it next show. Yeah. There's only so much people can drink. The Ducati game's very, very oh my bad for livers. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Next show. There's so much Ducati stuff. Yeah. So, just a primer. Next show, MV Augusta, Ducati... Valencia and the Moto E bike, and then Europe, and your conversation with Dominic Kelly. Yeah, that'll be a part of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that one. I got which down. I don't know anything about. That's the thing. You don't tell you don't, me. Anything you don't know a thing. I mean, I don't even know because we're so secretive as friends. This is crazy. 
I, I heard a bunch of different stuff and like I can't remember quite what's what and I haven't transcribed it and I haven't uh. looked at my notes. So I haven't had a chance to to like sit down and be like, so what just happened? Is um, this going to get you slapped again? No, it's all on the record. Oh, all right. In fact, I might put it out as a podcast. Ooh. Pretty sure I will actually. Okay. Yeah, we recorded it. Nice. I can give you a teaser. So we started the show. We started interviewing and we we're talking like for 15 minutes or 10 minutes. And he's like, I'm sorry. Like, I just got a text message. The uh the guy in charge of the factory. He's uh just sent me a text saying he's gonna retire. Oh, oh and uh we're gonna have like an emergency board meeting right now <laughs> to figure out what we're gonna do. Apparently there's an opening in Ducati <laughs> if anybody wants to Yeah. So I had to uh so we had to meet up the next morning and finish the interview. Um I'm trying to think what else what is that Eichmann that we wanted to talk about. Uh I definitely want to talk about MV the Rush one thousand looks pretty good in person. Mm. It looks crazy in person mm. now. Um, we're going to have more to talk about that next show though. Cause I talked to Timur Saradov, the new CEO. Okay. That was an interesting conversation. Um, but, but, but what else did Envy have come out? Oh, they had the RR version of the Brutale. That Brutale looks good. That Brutale is good looking. I think I'm riding that bike. Wait, is the Brutale more powerful than the Street Fighter? Uh, Brutale. Or is it like Italian horsepower again? It's Italian horsepower. It's 212 or 209 in real world. Hmm. That's a lot of beef. It's still it's still a 200. That's a lot of beef for a engine, naked man. bike. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of thick necks out there just holding the head up. Yeah, and I, and I, and I talked to, to Brian Gillen. Talked a bit about the uh, the engine and like what they had to do to make it like streetable and like, you know, I'm really looking forward to to riding that bike at the launch in February. Okay. Um, I think we're going to do track and street and, uh, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. The problem with that bike is like $30,000. It's so expensive. That's, I mean, but I think bikes like MVs should be expensive. They should be like, I don't want to see a ton of MVs running around the street. I want to be, we were talking about this about Ducati's the last, the last podcast. You're just seeing them all over the place, which is kind of cool. But at the same time, like there isn't that, Oh my God, a Ducati. No. Right. At no. least maybe in Portland. Cause they sell a ton of them at that. Motocross is fucking crushing. Yeah. I, I do agree with that, and and I'm totally okay with it. I just, I just, I'm just upset because I can't afford a thirty thousand dollar motorcycle. <laughs> I told Claudia too, and I was like, I can't afford a twenty thousand dollar motorcycle, Claudia. Like, you're gonna have to give me like the friends and family layaway plan, something, because it's just it's just not gonna happen. Like, I got not when I can go get a bike like the Aprilia, and like be way more stoked to ride it every day and on the track for half the price. Those are the words that hurt. A cuts you're like that's a that's the i want to buy a ducati but the aprilia is cheaper but the aprilia is just is better in every way um yeah i don't know it'll be interesting i'll be really curious to ride that street fighter though uh i think, I think on the next um podcast i want to maybe see if we can answer a couple of questions that people have thrown at us as well oh, we don't have time for that we'll make time we don't jensen have time for that we'll do a last minute q a we're only allowed one, three questions. Hold on. What, is there anything else we need to talk about for Eichma? You, you tell me. You were there. Honda. Oh, the Suzuki. Oh, wait. Which one? The which one? The V Strom. Okay, go. 
I don't even want to talk about the V-Strom. I want to talk about the fucking champion of the world who hacked the computer screen on the kiosk so it showed pornography instead of like the technical specs of the bike. What? How did I miss this? It's so good. They did this at Suzuki? Yeah. Not at Cooter? Not at Cooter would have made way more sense. Um it was a standing 69 if everyone if anyone wants to know which is just <laughs> that's a lot of work that's, that's athletically that's, impressive yeah very on both sides yeah um but just sit there like oh my god this <laughs> wait so this <laughs> how long before did they just unplug the tv I have no idea i have no idea how long i was there for it, hours that's amazing hours at least i just feel like somebody just walked by and stuck a thumb drive into probably the monitor. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um the bike looks good there was some tuning house in italy or belgium that put a bunch of parts on one bike and you're like oh that looks really good um but it's still it's still like the same fucking bike shaheen i just i'm I'm so disappointed like it's just not doing anything they didn't they didn't break any molds it's a bigger motor this is the thing you were worried about with the upcoming tiger you were just worried about it just yeah, be a slightly larger exactly motor. It. That's exactly it. Where what I was worried about the Tiger 900 is exactly what happened to the V-Strom, where it's like slightly bigger motor, a little bit different body. Now it's in yellow. This is the this is the issue we we talked about about Suzuki on the last podcast, where I asked you, do you think they're going to be around ten years from and now? I don't think. And I, and I actually had that conversation with a couple people in Iquan that know a lot more than I do, and they're like, no, we don't think so either. <laughs> Which is sad and depressing because I want to see them do well. Uh, I just got an email from them today, actually, to come ride the katana, and I'm just like, guys, it's it's um, yeah, it's uh, November 21st. Yeah, it's it's like so, definitely cold here. Yeah, I'm probably wait. Where are they going to have you ride it? They want to like give me a bike to ride around here. Yeah. I mean, get one anyways, Jensen. What's wrong with I you? Mean, I mean, I mean, I probably will. I got to go down and get it. It's a whole pain in the deck. It's just you have to understand. Out of the last five weeks. I've spent four of them in a different country. <laughs> the idea of driving like 20 hours round trip to go get a motorcycle to ride it in the winter of Portland is not appealing to me. I got a guy who does uh, shipping. He'll just pick it up for you. Trotty? No, oh, I wish. Trotty's the best, but I don't think he does that anymore. Trotty's been Trotty doing... will do anything for that's uh, a meat sandwich and a handshake. Uh, I will give And both Trotty of those things are euphemisms for something else. Hell yeah, they are. And I'll happily give those to Trotty. He's my man crush. Dan Trotty, if you're listening, I love you. Heartthrob. Heartthrob. I'll let you ride my cooter, Trotty. <laughs> oh, I definitely go two up on my cooter with him. Hell yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to wreck his sprinter listening to this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm never having brunch with him. No, again. he left the motorcycle industry for, for time being. He'll be back. Yeah. He's doing Polestar stuff. I like that Polestar. Polestar on a cooter. <laughs> um. I like that car. That's cool. That's a lot of money. I didn't realize they were super expensive. The the first one, the Polestar, I forget what the names are. It's like Polestar One. Yeah, that thing's like two hundred thousand dollars. But the the second one is is cheap ish. Cheap. Yeah, it's like seventy forty. That's the trick, right? 70, you introduce the first car at like one hundred eighty thousand yeah. dollars and be like, next one's cheap. It's only ninety grand. Yeah, like, oh, Pol- it's half the price. Fuck yeah, it. Polestar's too. It's it's like <laughs> cheap ish. It's only eighty grand. <laughs> How much is it? I gotta know. Polestar two. Where's the price? This is good radio. Why don't you type price into the Google Johnson? Tell the Google machine what you want, and it'll show you. Hello, Google. Yeah, it's forty-five thousand. 
That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah. That's it was great. Uh, it's not that bad. That's not bad. You can have a Polestar 2 and people will be like, yeah, but you couldn't afford the 1, clearly. So it's, nice a Vol- it's a Volvo at the end of the day. It's like a... The the PR guy for Polestar is an ex-Ducati PR guy. Yes. I know that guy. I don't know why I can't get a hookup on this. <sighs> JPC. Talk to Dan Trotty. <laughs> yeah, JPC. Give me a call. JPC. Come on, man. Um, let's see. So we got Suzuki was disappointing. Kawasaki ZH2. We already talked about that stuff. Yeah, we talked about it last. There's nothing very cool from Kawasaki at Aikma. Sure, it was. It was called the Bimota. That, I mean, that was cool. We talked about that though. Uh, Prilia, Ducati, MV, Triumph, KTM, Husky, Ural. Anything from Ural? Something brand new? Were they uh, working on an electric Ural? Which sounds amazing to me. <laughs> I would not buy an electric Ural. <laughs> sounds Ural. like the bike I want to go adventuring on and just 100% see how much water I can get. 100% would get electrocuted. <laughs> You'll get electrocuted while riding this thing somehow. Just think about like like you're going to take the brand that has like the worst reliability track record <laughs> and you're going to put like a huge battery pack. Like you're going to trust them with a huge battery. No. Everything will be fine. You'll be fine. Oh. <laughs> talked about Harley. I think we talked about everything. BMW. Yeah. Triumph. Yeah. 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 Wow. We got through that shit. We did it. We did the thing. We didn't even need a laptop. Yamaha. For this. We didn't talk about Yamaha. Was there anything from Yamaha we're talking really, about? No. Not really. Yeah. The Tracer 700 was their big launch, which Ooh. looks good. Yeah. And speaking of that, <clears throat> the Honda CB4X concept, mm-hmm. that looked really good. That'll happen for sure. That looks like no. a good. No, no, come on! Because it came out of the 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 Honda Europe Design Center, Ugh. and nothing. They make the coolest shit, and none of it comes to reality. That's the tragedy. The travesty. Tragedy. The tragedy. <laughs> the tragedy. The tragedy. The trajectory of the tragedy. Understand? It's eleven o'clock my time. It is eleven o'clock p.m. <laughs> your time. P.m. And I've had no caffeine. Oh, yeah. What were you drinking earlier? That was just straight so, up bubble water. So Chris Ulrich and I have a little gentleman's bet on who can lose. So we both want to lose some weight. We're, we're both a little on the tubby side. He's okay. got a good reason because he actually has kids. So oh. he's allowed to have dad bod. Yeah. Whereas I have just two cats. You can have dad bod for cats. By the way, the second cat, the second edition. So fat. It looks like a fucking melon with toothpicks sticking right? out of it. It's amazing. This is my girlfriend's cat. It's 20 like, pounds. Yeah, but it's smaller than Coda. Oh, my God. It, she. Like, frame-wise. The cat looks like a basketball. She, a, yeah. She, you know, it, no, a dark, dark, dark gray basketball. She, dark, 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 dark gray. With little pogo sticks out, sticking Do out. Do you remember of the Gary Larson cartoon? Cartoon. 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 <laughs> We gotta get out of this show, Shane. I'm <laughs> fading. Um, the Gary Larson cartoon for the boneless chicken ranch, Gary and it was just like little balls of chicken. Yes, Google it. Yes. Google it. I am looking at it right now. That's what Mila reminds me of because she just looks like one of those chickens where it's just like a basketball with little legs poking out. Yep. <laughs> you know, and she plops down on the ground. She's um, super friendly, but you can tell she's friendly because she wants you to give her some food all the time. All the time. No, she's on. She's getting on. A she's diet. like me. I have a lot in common with that cat. I'm always very friendly because I'm hoping you'll feed me. She'll be your spirit animal. Um, but yeah, no. Chris Holch and I were. We have a race. We're racing. I'm racing Chris Holrich. Ooh. To see who can lose 40 pounds first. I have faith in you. That's why you were drinking non-sugar. I sandbag the weigh-in, so I got that going for me. Okay. What did you have? Like weights in your? I, I no no no. Like I, I did it legit. But I, when I fly, 
I get so bloated and retain water. Like I gain, I've, I have gained eight pounds on a flight. What? Like, it's just like my body does not fly well. Like I, I, get, I, I retain a lot of gas when I fly. I get super gassy. I'm like one of those balloons that you just let the ass end of I when get I get off the plane. Super, I don't really get constipated, but I, I end up like not shitting for like two days. That's called constipation, Jensen. But it, it, like when I get to where I'm going, I have no problems pooping. Huh. It's just like while I'm in transit, like I, like I don't have the, the need I've only I don't I've it. only shat once in an airplane. I have before. Really? Yeah. Oof. I did actually this flight I did because the gas was so bad. I was like, I gotta do it. I gotta go do a thing. But um yeah, I weighed in right after all that. And I'm like, because it takes me like three, four, five days to get to get right again. So what was your weigh in? Uh two thirty on the nose. So you're trying to go down to one ninety? One ninety. It's a you race to one ninety. He's he's t- I won't say what he is. Because that's that's not fair. That's not. But we are we are close. Okay. So it's a fair. It's a pretty fair race. He's a little bit shorter, and uh, but like we we actually worked out like the BMI and everything. Like we're more or less at the same BMI, going to the same BMI. So it actually oh. should be a pretty fair little competition. Okay. What's your uh, what's your uh, plan of attack here? Just stop eating and that's... go to the gym all the time. Ugh. All right. I got a pretty good like gym idea. Like I'm gonna try and go like six days a week. All right. Um, just gonna do a lot of cardio a lot of cardio stairmaster i'm gonna try well like truthfully my goal is to do like three days of cardio uh two days an hour each and then one day where i go two hours oh you just um, can't be lifting weights because that muscle weighs I'm a lot gonna, i'm gonna do some lifting weights but i'm gonna do a lot of high rep okay um going for definition and then do some yeah and and try and keep it like kind of like a cardio workout you're gonna be uh, unstoppable uh, on that little kramer next year and then i am Oh man, it's gonna be a game changer. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna do some yoga and some stretching. Oh, for like yeah, my, for like, for like toes, my like, man. For like my break for like my day off. <laughs> um, and so that could be good. I think I think that'll. Uh, my goal is to burn six thousand calories at the gym each week, Oof. and then stay on a two thousand calorie diet a day. That's pretty. That, that's reasonable. So in theory, I should lose like two pounds a week from exercise and like another pound from diet stay away from those carbs well calories are calories but yeah (laughs) i don't know you can do it i have faith in you you're gonna need a new race suit well i mean here's the thing right i like a competition i perform better when there's like you know someone to compete against right and i would just never live with myself if i knew chris Ulrich beat me so that's good motivation because I literally like I sit here and I'm like I just can't live in that world where I lose to Chris Walter. It's like, yeah, he's faster than me on a motorcycle, but he should be. You know, he raced in Moto America. He should be. But losing weight, uh, I can do. You that. gotta get him somewhere. I can do that. You gotta get him somewhere. Yeah, he can probably two fifty nine a bike all day. Because then I'd be, I mean, I'm already prettier than him. <laughs> so I've got that, but like I need to have something else on top of it. Yeah, no, it should be good. I think we're both we're both pretty excited for it. I'm excited for you. Troy Sehan is referee. I mean, talk about someone who never ever has to lose weight. Yeah, he also can't grow a beard to save his life. That's fair. That's where I've got him. Yeah, take that, Troy. Just a little baby face. You and your athletic body that touches elbows in the ground, yeah, on the corners. Yeah, he always does that <laughs> gratuitous elbow touch. He was. 
I was right behind him when he was doing it too. And I just see him like look, see the photographer and go like, oh, and I'm like, you poser. <laughs> Literally. You poser. Um, he was going pretty good at breath. He's pretty quick, that guy. Yeah. We will talk about that next show. That right. launch was was good though. Um other, other things from Ikema. Any good food? Any people you met that impressed the shit out of you? I had a lot of really good conversations. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it was really packed. If you want to take like a takeaway from like the show in general, like it was really busy and it was really packed. A lot of people were talking about how busy it was. So it kind of shows that like the Italian uh, market is doing a lot better than it was before. Huh. People are excited about bikes. Everyone had some really interesting things going on. Um, I'm trying to think. There's other stuff. Olin's came out with a new... So they've got the FGR, I think it's 300. And now there's an FGR 200, which is like the MotoGP fork for regular guys like you and I. Right. I think it's only like $10,000 or something like that. But That's nothing. It's for what you get. I think you actually get pretty good. Um, Rotobox came out with a forged carbon wheel, which looks really good. I saw that. That was so pretty. Uh, I was looking at the weight on that. That front wheel is like a pound lighter than mine it's ridiculous the, and yours is already so already stupid light stupid light um what is that gonna cost do we have any dollar i should email them actually um because so i think yours are like 30 like three i've seen so. them yeah 33 34 for the set yeah so i wonder if these are gonna be like in the four thousand dollar range i don't think they're gonna be that much more expensive it's just interesting that they're using a forged carbon fiber uh, process i've seen lamborghini kind of has like their own patent on that Forge yeah. carbon, they use it on a lot of their cars. Yeah. It's interesting. It's an interesting. I don't know enough about it to, to really like comment because I, I worked with a lot of composites when I was younger. Um, so I know a bit about carbon fiber, but um, the way they're doing it, like the, the way the best way I could describe it in my mind is it's kind of like how we make plywood now. Mm -hmm. Like if you're gonna buy a big piece of plyboard, like it used to be, how do I describe this? It used to be like it was just like scrap board kind of put together. And now it's like all the bits and pieces and they're just like glued and pressed to each other. It's almost like a laminate. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what they're doing with forged carbon fiber. That's, I mean, that's what it looks like. If you really look at it, you can tell it's just bits and pieces kind of laminated together. So I'm curious to see. I mean, it's. I'm sure it's all just vacuum molded. Yeah. I can't imagine how. Oh, man, what kind of a vacuum pressure system do you have to mold something like that? Because it's so dense bunch of craziness it's a bunch of craziness i want to see this thing in person uh what else i see that was pretty cool this show brought to you by jet lag yeah so it's like i'm i'm fading we better get out of it that's not an hour and a half all right still a good show nice yeah it's not bad nice i'm glad to see you bud three Dude, weeks is a long time good to be back you're Super out stoked. there you're way out there not traveling again anytime soon i want to get this show turned around pretty quick so hopefully it gets out well i'll tell you this way we're, we're recording on the 21st okay you can see my report card based on when it comes out. <laughs> you guys can score him accordingly. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really stoked to be to be home. It's uh, it's been a long time. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm like done for the rest of the year. I gotta go home and around Christmas time and see Mama B. Well, good, That's just just in time. We're supposed to have snow next week. Here? Yeah. I mean, like, really? I don't even look. I don't like even look. Spittles I literally of snow. have not even looked at the, the highs are in the 40s and the lows are in the high 20s. So, are you, have like, uh -huh. are you curious? Uh huh. Curious. I am curious. I'm cooter curious. Cooter curious. <laughs> 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 no, there's no snow. Yeah. Uh huh. No, what day? Next Wednesday. No. Yeah. I got, I got a sunshine emoji. I like it way better. 
It's it is cold though. It's do you think we can do do you the think? next show on the Goldwing and talk about the rest of Eichma? Because you just did this no. whole show without a laptop in front of you. No, I think you could do it. No, it'll be really good. It's gonna be so cold when we do the Goldwing show. It's super cold. I have lots of warm we, gear. We were so bad at this. Um, I did well, I'm not letting the fucking Tenere 700 beat us, Jensen. No, 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 no. That's like that's like your version of Chris Ulrich. It is. <laughs> Chris Ulrich to you is a Tenere 700. That's exactly it. <laughs> I'll hold you. I'll, I'll keep you warm. It'll be like Dumb and Dumber. If I pee, I'll just, just pee on just us. Just go, man. Just go. Just go. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, let's get out of this one and uh, we'll talk again next week about all the other things I did in Europe because Euro Trip version 2.0. We've got a couple bikes to talk about. We've got a couple interviews to talk about. We've got a com- couple companies to talk about. And uh, there's a lot of pasta involved. Oh, all lucky. the pasta. Yeah, I hope you're done with that because that's not going to help you lose weight. Uh, I'll just say this real quick. I saw some bikes I shouldn't have seen. Are we going to talk about it next week? Mm, probably. Yeah. I don't think I'm supposed to. Making friends. I don't think I'm supposed to. Uh, whatever. Okay. You'll you'll get whatever. you'll get spoken to sternly whatever. again by someone somewhere. What are they gonna do? Uh, whatever. Stop advertising with me. Stop it. <laughs> Please. Please. All right. All right. Well, until next time, when you ride your cooter, remember to have safety third. <laughs> Good talk. I'll see you out there. <laughs>This episode of the Brap Talk Motorcycle Podcast is brought to you by AGV Helmets and the new AGV K6. What you need and what you want in a motorcycle helmet. Oh, yeah. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Sure, Bobby. Give me some levels there, eh? Hi, can you hear me? Uh Is that loud enough for you? Oh, yeah. You want me to get closer, farther? Oh, yeah. Get your mouth closer. This is closer. This is. Oh, good gracious. My face is in it. This is a little bit farther.